Hi, you're listening to Estranged, and we have a. <laughs> there was a there was a sort of like miscommunication of language, which is great, because um, uh, we we wanted to start doing a series on books, and you know, every once in a while, maybe once every two three months, do like a review of a book and then our take on it. But for some reason, we got kind of stuck on on i thought it was one book and then you thought it was another book and right now when we were about to record it's just like so we're doing this one i just like no but we thought it's 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 maybe something that needed to happen in order for us to talk about what's going on in the world right now so different than other our other episodes we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about a movie um we're just gonna go ahead and give our our takes um it's funny because like we should technically sort of wait till things cool down but fuck it let's just let's just say what's what do we think <laughs> maybe we should and also it always takes us like a little while to put the episode out so we can yeah it'll be like next week right when we release this so maybe by yeah. then things will have we won't get uh publicly shamed for not putting yeah. the podcast black or whatever the I just saw I just saw on Instagram um a girl an influencer that there's like people protesting and then she has like her own personal photographer and yeah. she's just like holding a, a black lives but it's almost like she just went out there so she could take the picture mm -hmm. um it, it, like next to the pro and everybody was just looking at her like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> Um, did you did you post your did you post your nice little black square the other day or no I didn't no way <laughs> yeah I had a few friends actually ask me whether you know what I thought and I was like well you should they post it they feel like they should they're getting a lot of pressure to and I was like well okay why are you doing it yeah why are you thinking you should do it you're doing it because you feel like you should do it or I'm going to look bad if I don't or somebody might. That's not a motivation to present, a, a, you know, a, a position of solidarity with an oppressed group. Mm -hmm. It's to feel like, oh, shit, I better do it. Shit, I better post. Yeah. It's like you're And hopefully this is the motivation just reveals. Yeah. The, the motivation just reveals the complete falsehood of the whole thing. And um, yeah. I also noticed there was a thing of um, people feeling a bit people who i guess the um the show of support was designed for or was addressed to feeling kind of alienated by it or slightly annoyed but i kind of feel like it's understandable it's like by doing your i mean also there's a, there's a, like an irony in posting something yeah. saying that i'm not going to post anything or i'm going to be silent posting to be silent or whatever yeah but um you're taking away somebody's um n necessary feeling of anger yeah and it can be very annoying when you take that moment away from somebody i mean yeah. that's a kind of what therapy a lot is as a therapy <laughs> the therapist allows you to be angry at them you know because yeah. you have to be angry and that that energy has to be discharged so by you know positioning yourself and saying oh i support you know i'm i whatever mm -hmm you're actually, yeah, you're taking away the moment from someone. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it happens to you, but just the more the time passes, the more that I'm just like, eh, I give up. I'm, <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving up so much faster and easier than, 
maybe last year to have these types of conversations. I mean, not with you, but <laughs> with anybody. It's just, yeah. uh, it's impossible to have those conversations, especially right now, because there's a, things are so hysterical or within hysteria mm -hmm. that it's just like, if you have a, even if you want to do an adjustment to, like add add your like a lot of people say like oh you raise your voice and add your voice to this movement and what else does that mean then you know the the more that voices come together the more that the movement is like changing and evolving right but there's something sort of there's there's a deadlock at this at the heart of this movement that it's like uh If you say anything at all, then you know you're 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 suspicious of being like a racist or mm -hmm. apolitical or um, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's there's it's it's so touchy and it's so it's sensitive that I I really put into question the possibility of anything political coming out of this at all, yeah, rather well, than absolutely. just like an outburst of emotions and people are just sick and. Uh, mm -hmm. They're sick and tired of like things going wrong, but the the the, the it's it's the anger is like misdirected. The activism is mm -hmm. like misdirected towards mm -hmm. something that capitalism can just uh, once again take it upon itself and create it create it into a like a commodity. Uh, yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's it's crazy that people don't. Um, what's beyond like race and i, I mean I, i've said this many times it's just like you know the elite the elites um, must be extremely happy that we're just like wasting time talking about issues of skin color rather than you know talking about capitalism but it, it's you know what you know what bothers me the most it's that mm -hmm. um so black lives matter is a movement Mm -hmm. It is a movement, and it and it's 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 directed towards its its uh, its target. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like people need to become aware that there is racism. People already know. Um, not a lot of people care. Not everybody cares about that. Um, but there is absolutely no movement of class consciousness. No. It doesn't exist. I mean, there is, there is, there literally is, though. There literally is. There's a class that is um, desperately clinging on yeah. to their slightly superlative to proletarian position. No, I and know. I, I, I feel like this is what it's about, but yeah. No, but I'm talking about a sort of political spirit uh, that would yeah. lead to, you know, protests like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, I, don't, I yeah. don't remember the last time that, I mean, it must have been in 08 with the clash. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the collapse of the of the clash, <laughs> the collapse of, uh, of the economy. <laughs> Musical um, reference there. Yeah, um, but that's I don't remember the last time that people were really like class conscious, and I I, I don't know what do you think is going to come out of all of this because it it's hard for me to um, even an expanse of the market into yet another realm. Yeah, I have to say I I was just saying before we recorded this might sound a bit. Um, I don't know, you know, another black Marvel character. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, um, I think Todd, Todd McGowan has talked a lot about this idea that, um, uh, well, I guess it's, it's, you know, the, the opposition between saying, you know, 
Zizek, I would sell my mother into slavery for X, you know, or yeah. then the Camus, I think when he gave his like uh, Nobel prize speech saying, you know, if I had to choose between, I think it was like, you know, some, some version of, you know, the political or my mother, I'd always choose my mother. And I've, I yeah. think I have historically been like, yeah, I did choose my mother. <laughs> Yeah. So this is the first time in my life where I can genuinely feel in, in my, like, my, you know, the visceral part of myself, like, n- no. Um, but maybe, yeah. Not for, yeah, yeah, not for, not for the, not in a completely different direction to what is being, what is being displayed as much uh, empathy I, as I have with protest. And I feel like the protests are, are kind of necessary for many contingent reasons. Mm-hmm. But what it's become and what it will become is is you know um it's hard to choose it's hard to choose the right word but um it's pure it's pure spectacle uh, mm. yeah it's and very depressing but maybe one of the reasons why because uh, i felt the same way but it's i i feel like i could be invested politically um if if the right movement came along um, mm-hmm. but maybe that's sort of, it's, it's like wishful thinking because it yeah. won't happen. So you can sort of like, be like, if it would happen, I would be willing to, you know, like sacrifice myself or whatever. But, you know, it's a difficult thing. I think that like political movements are worth it. Like they really are a sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's, um, yeah. What I mean by like self-sacrifices is just, I, I feel like it's, I've, it's interesting because you say like, you know, you can kind of let go. I wish I could let go, but I feel like I, I'm at a point of no return. Like I, I cannot, I cannot, uh, what's the word? Like any, any of this liberal commodified activism, this like right-wing deviation of the left, this sort of the cultural capitalism rather than cultural Marxism. Mm -hmm. I just, it is, um, it's utterly, utterly, utterly depressing. Yeah. I think one and of I the, have to say, I, yeah, I expected more of people. Yeah. I think one of the things that betrays sort of like the obscene dimension or the, 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 like sort of the obscene under, underside of this whole thing is it was immediately incorporated into a trend on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we were talking yeah. right now about the, the, the black squares and um i do think that if if a political movement that included sort of like the self-sacrifice of everyone involved uh, would happen it would be impossible for it to be incorporated into instagram yeah absolutely um, absolutely i mean it, just is, the fact yeah. that it's on there and the fact that it, it has an aesthetic already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that can be commodified uh yeah. it's just that's a sign of the beast, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it uh, really is. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's a particular over the universal. And it's the thing that I find kind of quite eerie about the whole thing is like, obviously, you know, and, you know, many people have a certain way of viewing the world. And it's like, well, one day this is going to happen. And it's like, oh, right. I didn't, I didn't anticipate it to be like this soon. Obviously, we have this contingent situation with COVID, which, you know, um, but again, I told McGowan has talked about this a lot, but like, you know, you have these well-intentioned uh, movements, but unless the seed is purely universalist, unless yeah. it's not granularized one group over the other, one particularity over the other, nothing will change. 
like capitalism requires divisions, borders, like, well, as in not, not, not borders, not coastal borders, it doesn't require those, but um, limits between people um, and the ability to exploit one group or yeah. have one, have any, yeah, any time a sort of lost, lost object is, is presented on the horizon, be it the possibility of integrating one group, allowing for some miraculous um, thing to occur, the possibility of absolution, allowing for some miraculous thing. I mean, it's just, as long as there is a seed of utopianism, and that requires, the, the, the capitalist mode is, you know, a utopia exists, and then we have to take some action or overcome something in order to attain it. Yeah. That That is the capitalist mode. So as long as you have, well, you know, as long as I absolve myself, as long as I read enough books, as long as I promote enough people of a certain group on my Instagram, everything is going to be fine. And in yeah. fact, it's not going to be fine. You're just, you know, waiting on the time, the, you know, not defusing the bomb. You're waiting for the bomb to go off. Yeah. 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 And the other thing is just like, what is this sort of like magical thinking <laughs> uh that people have and this is this is what pisses me off about millennials and it's that um they were sort of raised without uh medals right so like if they would participate in school or whatever um you know there was just like they didn't keep scores for like sports mm -hmm. uh, uh matches or whatever and uh one of the things that that millennials were sort of raised on was that hey everybody is sort of like the same and if you're empathetic and you recognize uh your neighbor then uh everything will be fine and the world mm -hmm. will work as it should yeah um one of the things that really pisses me off about what's going on right now is that a lot of a lot of liberals think that they can just scold the world into shape um that if you just like shame someone for saying whatever, you know, that they perceive as being against, like, their movement. Mm -hmm. um, like, that's enough. Like, if that's enough to change sort of, like, the, the consciousness of someone and uh, to, yeah, to scold them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a world of feelings and affect and not intellect, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, materialist analysis of the political economy allows for an understanding that no one person and no one group is responsible yeah um but yeah it's, it's total it's total magical thinking it's totally religious it's totally yeah religious. it's very religious and it's also like i mean it's it's counting on an emotion that is like uh, uh hardcore bourgeois which is guilt mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. guilt is like the primary bourgeois, uh, uh, you know, like weapon of choice, and yeah. uh, it's. it's <laughs> I just love so the way you say bourgeois. It's my favorite. Sorry, Sorry. I love the way you say bourgeois. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, can you expect really anything logical from a movement that is so like primarily based on emotions? Mm -hmm. I know, um, and it it it, it prov it's it's designed to not allow for intellectual analysis to take place. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting the, the creep of all of this stuff into the university realm as we're getting to a, a system that is, you know, the contradictions are deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Freedoms everywhere, but really the contradiction still remains. It's you know a profoundly dishonest system, and th this this mode of mode of 
I don't want to put say thinking this mode of looking at the world has has mm. has infiltrated every realm of you know the media the universities it's impossible to have a rational conversation and if you were able to have a rational conversation and an intellectual discussion you might actually see where the contradictions lie mm. and it's it's funny because it, it's not it's not very complicated but it it requires a second or third degree analysis yeah but things are so caught up in the visual and the aesthetic yeah. and i you know aesthetic is for the arts aesthetic mm. is for architecture and the arts and <laughs> literature it's you know obviously there's aesthetic elements to i mean i think aesthetic aesthetics come from you know it can be you know symptoms of something deeper and stuff but you know to to do the primary analysis of the political at the level of the aesthetic is unbelievable and we were talking about this yesterday this idea of of guilt it's just it's just a discharge of energy yeah and again this taking the moment away from people who deserve to be legitimately angry mm-hmm. by putting your your black tile this this absolution of guilt that discharge of energy means that it's dissipated the potential mm-hmm. for radical change is dissipated yeah as long as you you know you whack yourself on the back enough times it'll go away yeah i think that i think that uh what is omitted or what is sacrificed when there is a political movement that is that is based on the emotional is the political yeah it's 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 sort of like it, it you, you can't have both you have one or the other and that's why mm-hmm. i i think that Zizek says that about you know it's like i would sell my mother into slavery to know what happens after v for vendetta or or you know it's like he wants v for vendetta part two after after sort of like the ecstatic moment where yeah i don't know like like people are excited that there's going to be a political movement but mm-hmm. it's almost like in order for that to happen you you sacrifice politics and yeah. i mean it's similar to like oh wait it's difficult for me to to understand what this movement is even about is it justice for george floyd or is it to stop police brutality or is it is it about capitalism and i saw i saw a a post on reddit and somebody had put a picture of uh the protests and then they put on top of the picture uh bernie was the compromise all right so it was a lot of people sort of like joining this this like sort of this movement but like uh, uh identifying themselves with the movement and trying to be a part of it but of course liberals immediately came to this picture and they were just like please stop like including bernie into this this has nothing to do with bernie this is about mm-hmm. black people this yeah. is about like george floyd this is about like yeah. police brutality against like black people so uh there's a sort of like sensitivity that or or a paranoia i think from a lot of liberals that it's just like that is the 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 white supremacist thing to do is mm-hmm. to i mean to even try to join our movement and and there's a lot of this like you know like you can be a part of this movement but don't speak out of turn stay on your lane uh if mm-hmm. you're white check your privilege and it's just like there's all these like conditions for you to even be a part of a movement that is supposed to be political and that's i mean if 
if that isn't enough for people to understand that the particular just doesn't work as a political movement under <laughs> capitalism, I mean, I don't know what is. I mean, it, it should be a movement where it's just like, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what your skin color is. It really, it really could matter less. Um, you, I know. And the thing is, yeah. it's like, you can also say that at a particular time, a group suffers most, you know, and you can still be, universalist do you know what That's i mean i think i think yeah. it but it, it's yeah exactly it's like it's it, it's what what the what the real thing in it all is and is is it just going to be yet again as with me too times up a literal bourgeois power grab where you have a few people who come out on top with their their new perspective their new take their new you know, fetishized position as an X, Y, Z and their guardian column? Or is there going to be actual change? And the thing is as well, it's like, the, the other thing is, is all this um, quote-unquote allyship and promotion on media and promotion on social media, the expanse of this into, you know, the realm of the market, mm. you know, it's, it, you know, to look at it, I, I think, you know, I think we just need, to, I really need a, a renaissance of the dialectic, you know, mm -hmm. we really do. It's like a support becomes a detriment when something is capitalized upon. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, about, about the protests and, you know, that the, the Bernie sign and stuff like that, you know, any, any significant moment in history that captures the imagination, captures the imagination for the fact that it represents so many things to so many people. And there's a huge amount of transference going on to the event from everybody, you know, and we have COVID, we have a really already struggling economy. We have a leader who is incapable of managing the situation because of a failure of the other party, you know, who had an opportunity and prevented you know, mm. any possible change. We have a huge amount of the American population living on $1,200 for the last few months. We have all of the rent and mortgage payments coming up. We have, yeah. you know, the most horrific killing, murder of an individual by a police force in a country where you have an armed population combined with huge amounts of alienation and anxiety and a police force that is extremely hyped up and in addition, has to keep a certain proportion of the population down by definition so that the horrendously unequal system can continue. Mm. You know, it's a police, police, policing and poverty in America is, you know, a huge issue in and of itself. And you have yep. all of these things in one. Yep. And that should be that should be a positive. Do you know what I mean? That should represent that the universal here. But yep. what happens is you have you know, people, and I do understand it, also feeling extremely anxious, feeling a huge amount of pressure to capitalise on the moment because what the hell else can you do in our extremely egregious, yeah. alienated market system? Yeah, and, and I mean, I like what you said, that it's like a right-wing deviation of the left, uh, you know, like talking about liberals. And I think it's very interesting that uh, talking about like police states and the way that they sort of function, um, I think it's very interesting that it seems to me like liberals are trying to like imitate the police state on a social level. Yeah. Uh, it's it's sort of like you know I will 
I will police your ideology. I will police yeah. what you say. And if it doesn't align to whatever it is that the movement is about, uh, you should be ostracized. Like you should be you know, found guilty or whatever and, and punished. Um, it's an, it's, it's interesting to me that, you know, like liberty from the police, it's not really a part of the movement. It, it sort of mm -hmm. becomes a, a, a mutant sort of, <laughs> uh, uh, mimetic, uh, relationship to the police that, that liberals Absolutely. are doing. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a, like a loads of takes on this, especially this idea of, um, you know, um, sexual liberties and then how that, the implication of the extremely paternalistic things it's like Title yeah. IX and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I went to a boarding school 10 years for my education and one school was extremely disciplinarian and the other mm -hmm. school was completely not disciplinarian. But the result of it not being disciplinarian, it was possibly, you know, worse because it was just like Lord of the Flies. So, you know, you, you have this kind of dialectic of, of, of what what control is, you know, and, and people also... I don't know. The, the, basically, the freer the society, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the more the instantiation of the law is is wanted in some way. And I, I think, okay, this is hot take, hot take extraordinaire. <laughs> so we talk about, you know, viewing America as a particular case with police in that it is, you know, the, the quote unquote freest market of them all. Totally, you know, liberalized economy, um, totally pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality, no um, welfare state and a huge amount of inequality. And the police is required to maintain law and order in that entirely unfair system, because if it didn't occur, there would be a huge amount of violence. Um, and so there is, I mean, there is violence between, you know, but at the hands of the police. But, you know, now we have this like neoliberalized media. Anybody can do what, you know, it's the free market of ideas. Everybody has a platform. No, 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 no. Anyone can say whatever. You know, it's this yeah. dishonest system in a way, <clears throat> because of course that's not, that's not true. And we have a, a policing of ideas now in discourse. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think that like, if there is a sort of policing mechanism, it should be disembodied from the social. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, maybe we can get here into like what should be the nature of, of the police. It's, if it's a, if it's a public thing where it does interfere with the social or if it's more private, not in the sense of like private in the market, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think, I think the question of police is, is not the police in and of itself. It's the nature of the society that generates the conditions that the police and the you know the the tone of the policing and you know the 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 way in which they interact with the public is a symptom of the toxicity of the system itself. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that you know what what would we have as an alternative like the the mercenary police where you phone up your police provider to come and machine gun a bunch of people. You know, it's like mm -hmm. policing. You know, it's um. America is a particular situation. It is particularly alienating. It's particularly unequal. Therefore, yeah. I mean, the, the system is violence. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I think they can, you know, rebranding, all this kind of stuff can happen. It happened in Northern Ireland after the troubles. There was a very contentious policing system here. Um, but the material conditions changed as well. Yeah. I think the material yeah. conditions have to change. Otherwise, you know, we're just headed into something even worse. Yeah. 
and and like the market wants anarchy yeah i mean it it needs it in order to survive Um, but it also, I mean, to me, it's just like, it wants anarchy, but it doesn't want a political project that is an alternative. And that's the sacrifice. What's going on in in Ireland right now? Is there any like repercussion of, of all of this? Um, I mean, with, it's a very sparse population, obviously there has COVID has been here, but it hasn't been as intense as other places. People have just stayed at home. There's a very, um, generous welfare state here mm-hmm. um, and we have a very strange political system but the two heads of the two opposing parties seem to be relatively getting on with it but um, we don't have we don't have the same uh, historically there's a huge amount of inequality a huge amount of racial injustice a huge amount of alienation mm-hmm. um, Belfast was the second wealthiest city in the British Empire it was a center of uh, manufacturing, um, development, shipping mostly, and that obviously yeah. disappeared, shipping disappeared. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we, it, was, it, was, it was 30 years of, I was only lived here during that time for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it, it's, a, it's a small country, but obviously things change, but there's a, there's a huge amount of investment. Yeah. Uh, a huge yeah. amount of investment. Do you think it's yeah. possible that maybe this is just a first step and it's just creating sort of political unrest, but it's doing it in the wrong way, obviously, okay? But mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, maybe in a Hegelian way, it's a, it's, it's a necessary mistake that later gives way to something that is more universal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of like when people were uh, taking George Floyd's... Uh, words of uh when he was when he was being murdered he he was yelling mm-hmm. out i can't breathe and i thought that that was like sort of a nice universal thing that people started to put on on their on their boards and whatever that they were that they were holding mm-hmm. up um it sort of it's it starts as a particular but you can identify with it in a universal way uh mm-hmm. which is you know it's it's under capitalism nobody can breathe yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, it seems like wishful thinking, but maybe it's the start of something, but it, it, it starts off as a mistake. Do you know, there's, there's another thing that I, um, a criticism I have of like the left in general is, um, and again, this applies to the universalists. And it, it, obviously, there's always a tendency, and I think left wing thought should be materialist and should think about, think about things structurally. And so no blame should be laid at any individual or, or, or smaller group, even though obviously people have means and greater power. But yeah. we have to ask, like, why these contingent, these people who fulfill that contingent role, mm-hmm. or the role is not contingent, but they're contingent, you know, the individuals are able to access their power and all these various things that, you know, lead up to it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. Um contingent well it's a critique of the oh, yeah so so it's yeah. the idea that unless the idea is grasped that even the winners lose under capitalism mm-hmm. i don't think things can change i think that's something that really needs to catch on in the public consciousness that yeah. even the winners lose like look i mean the it's totally evinced by this like self-flagellating outpouring on social media 
Like yeah. that is that it just it speaks to this huge amount of anxiety. Mm-hmm. The system is so unstable, and it you know everybody is so anxious, and then you know psychoanalysis does it very well. I mean, this is a Freudian thing. Your two chance, your two choices in the face of like loss are well, aside from yeah, I mean our, our depression. Which let's say you know that, that is, is something that's very prevalent in in, in um, capitalism, but like talking more theoretically, it's the sense of like you know feeling loss and like material loss, and how do you adjust to the fact that you don't have? But then the flip side of that is melancholy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the two. It's it's too proximal to the object, and it is utterly utterly miserable as well. Yeah. So you know, yeah. No, and I, mean, I think it's, it's a difficult thing to grasp and it's also not really pleasant because you're like, well, people have loads of stuff. So, you know, and they've done evil things in order to get stuff. But if, I mean, I get, if it was really broadcast that the stuff doesn't make you happy and then also yeah. these people are utterly miserable, then maybe people wouldn't aim to be in that position. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But I also think that there's a sort of like, you know, what is the cost of the conditions of the working class? And is it, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like in what way is the winner losing uh is it because he feels existential dread and that money isn't enough to buy him happiness i mean i remember this thing that jizek talks about of uh there's a a festival or a carnival in in brazil where everybody can forget their sorrows and just join the dance and and dance their their sorrows and and their their negative feelings away uh but everybody joins in and it's like you can you can find sort of like a poor man dancing his sorrows away next to a rich man dancing his sorrows away but mm-hmm. the material conditions of of uh of their home that they have to return yeah. to after yeah. this sort yeah. of like ecstatic moment it's just like it's not the same thing you know how do, i know it's, it's objectively not and this is i think this is the same as like of course certain groups face more racism than others and more police brutality and more poverty than others of course yeah. but the difference is it's like well then how do we overcome the system And yeah. I'm not saying, of course, like, it's just as good to be wealthy as it is to be poor. Like, no way, no yeah. way. But it's like, actually, at an existential level, that yeah. has to be admitted in order for the system to change and for that mm. not to be the condition in the first place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, maybe people, they just want sort of like a balancing out of that, the existential versus the material. And, yeah. um Uh, because the material definitely is it 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 doesn't mean that the winners win and that the big other exists in that way but mm-hmm. uh it 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 does mean that there's a there's an imbalance in 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 yeah the the material sort of reality and yeah. maybe people just want to change in in that and yeah I, i'm not sure that that's trying to overcome contradiction it's more mm-hmm. i don't know trying to keep the contradiction but uh, uh yeah i guess i guess uh the opposite would be uh wanting the the wanting to end the contradiction and yeah uh, exactly yeah. yeah i know this is the thing it's like okay because i feel like the same thing it's like well okay you give some people some more platforms okay great mm. but the real thing that drives the whole system is the belief that having the platform makes you transcendentally special or cures your life in some way or will secure you from the feeling of lack that everybody experiences it's like it doesn't yeah. you know nothing works 
So whilst it is unfair that some people have more airtime than others, you know, and it's absolutely unfair and that's a horrendous thing. It's like we have to address the cause in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is the thing, I mean, I always feel like with, with the police as well, it's like, well, this is something that you really can't say, but I believe that the police are victims too in that they are also alienated subjects. Like, why did they join the police? Like, what options yeah. are there for working-class people to have a middle-class life? Like, they are not... There's, there's, a, there's a, a system at large that has caused the problems with the police. Mm-hmm. But, the you know, I, I do not... I And I think the trouble is, as soon as we paint any individual or group as, as especially morally special or bad, I mean, mm-hmm. that the, the, the desire to do that is totally fascistic. And fascism is a part of capitalism. Yeah, and I think that's one of the problems. And it's just like you know, it's there. It's assumed that people of of color are inherently virtuous because they're oppressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same goes for you know, not the ruling class, but the police, for example. In this in this case, it's just like just because they're police doesn't mean that they're bad people. Um, mm-hmm. just in the same way that oppressed people are not, are not, you know, good people. Um, and that's the problem. It's just like, there's a sort of like m- m- mistaken identity, um, that people want to sort of like, you know, force into an ideological horizon that mm-hmm. uh, tries to eliminate the contradiction of like what it means to be a human being. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's it's complicated. Well, this is the thing. It's just this. I, I just don't. We just need to be able to hold two truths in our minds at once, and we need to be able to understand the difference between loss and lack, and how they how they fit together. And also, yeah. you know, again, like there are groups obviously that are more affected by poverty, that have a lower average income, and all this kind of stuff. But you know. And th- there's the whole question of class and all that kind of stuff, which is obviously the most important issue when it comes to capitalism. But it's like, why does the system exist? I have heard people in the last few days saying how California has to secede from the rest of America because they're they're the most productive. They make all the money. Yeah. And it's like, so so are you are you are you Bill Gates now or are you a leftist? <laughs> yeah. Also, you know. There's a, a one group in America that is particularly evil. And if we got rid of them or if we educated them enough, things would yeah. change. But it's like they are also oppressed. Mm-hmm. You know, why do pe- why are people driven to scapegoat? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a human tendency. But like, and also you have to accept that like people can do objectively horrific things. But on a political yeah. level, we can't moralize. We have to understand why. Yeah. No, and I also think that maybe the the movement should be more uh, uh, unashamedly liberal. Uh, you know, it, like really put it out there what it is that you want. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, should like don't be ashamed of being like, hey, we just want you know black people to less black people to die, but we're mm-hmm. okay with capitalism, and we're yeah. okay. Like, we yeah. want it. We want it. Yeah. And I just think that it's interesting that. You know, I remember in Blade Runner that 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 scene where the uh, what's the, the the policewoman, the the chief of police, she's like talking mm-hmm. to Ryan Gosling, is just like you need to get rid of this evidence of the the baby being born from a replicant. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people find out about this, it's like it breaks the world. Um, yeah. If yeah. if there is a political movement of working class, it breaks the world, 
And I think yeah, that absolutely. when there's movements like this, that it almost seems like they're actively sort of repressing mm -hmm. what would break the world. Yeah. It's essentially, uh, it's not a demand, it's a negotiation with capital to yeah. have it, uh, a little... That's such a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a little bit less of this and a little bit more of that, and uh, but you know you get to keep you know you know the, the, uh, everything else that comes with capitalism, yeah. and but I mean, it, I think that political movements should identify themselves as such. It's, it's yeah. it makes it a lot easier to decide if you're a part of it or not. <laughs> well, I think this is the problem, though. I think our contradiction, capitalism is you know this ideology that's just we swim in, we don't see it. the contradiction is so well hidden that people don't even know, and so they can literally label themselves. And I, you know, I know so many people get so frustrated about this, and I, fr I think it's very easy to identify, you know, a, a capitalist leftist. Yeah. Because of it, it, you know, it's visible in every symptom of their action, and it's like any 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 desire to put one group as more special than another, or personal gain, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And obviously, it's very it's complicated by the fact that we will have to like frigging survive in the system. And I sometimes feel that I can probably be a bit too harsh on people who choose consciously or unconsciously to engage um, or to to use this kind of ideology yeah. i personally could never do it i just couldn't mm -hmm. and that's maybe to my detriment but what else are we supposed to do and i think you're right like what's what is the end result it's going to be a few more people get their get their columns a few more people are professional activists and everyone feels a bit better about exploiting other people yeah 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 and and i don't know it's just uh <laughs> there's a sort of like nebulous nature to to like liberal demands it, it really it really is baffling to me that it's difficult for them to say exactly what it is that they want and when once they're able to articulate something um it's just so disappointing mm -hmm. <laughs> at a at a political level i well, mean it, it, what were you gonna yeah say? i mean this is i was gonna say like this is like what psychoanalysis does it gets you you to just own up to what you want and capitalist yeah. functions by like you don't want anything you want accumulation as such yeah you literally don't want anything you just yeah. want the lost object you want the feeling that doesn't exist yeah and i guess that's uh you know it's 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 a, it's a simple argument and uh, i've heard it and applied in different ways but it's just like okay so what do you want uh, okay we want less police brutality uh, okay, but that literally means that you need police brutality in order to even have a political stance. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a, it's like it's the condition that allows for the possibility of that demand at all. And yeah. once that once that condition is is out, then then what is there? Uh, yeah. So you want less nothing. police brutality, but it's like well, therefore um, you're going to have to maybe have a job as a as working in a post office and not as, you know, a special journalist or a special highly paid job. Yeah. It's going to be a bit more equal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's like, it's like people set up their political movement so that they could continue to accumulate mm -hmm. yeah. like what you were saying. So, so it's always tied to something that, that, you know, it's, it's conditional for the yeah. possibility of, of that, of that movement. And, I don't know. It's very depressing. I'm very depressed. <laughs> I know. I, I I am as well. I think I I think I finally admitted it. Um, 
I feel very alienated. And I don't know, our few listeners, maybe they feel the same way. Yeah. So maybe we can all commiserate and say we all feel alienated. I was I was very hard and actually Peter did a talk on YouTube. He's very, very good at getting people's like defenses down. It was like highly rational and it was completely from a materialist perspective. Mm. And everybody, you know, it's like universally positive feedback. You know, everybody was, you know, engaged, yeah. happy, felt, spoken to. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I sorry, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, like I I'm shocked by how quickly um things confirmed you know, a materialist reading of the situation. Like I you know, I I obviously people like Zizek have been going going on about this for years, but it's like, oh it, it's it's happened. And obviously, you know, we've we've had this very strange contingent event, the pandemic. Yeah. But, yeah, and also, I mean, it's just, it's weird times. <laughs> really weird times. I mean, it, fuck. I mean, it sucks that this is happening, like, right after Bernie, like, dropped out. And Bernie really ended up being sort of, like, he really uh, destroyed, like, his image. I mean, it, it should have never been about Bernie, but for a lot of people, it was. And mm-hmm. uh, for, for a lot of the time, he was inspiring as a political figure but mm-hmm. he ended up doing some stuff uh, that really seemed to to signify like sort of, sort of like his weakness as a, as a political figure and i mean it it really does also seem like he was like one chance uh and it won't happen again uh, in a way that is like similar you know um yeah i i hate to be i mean I started to sense the stifling presence of this moralistic ideology maybe five years ago. I'm going to say 2015. And I was sort of like, no, you know, this is just a silly contrarian perspective and it's not that big a deal and it won't affect your life. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I work within a certain sphere and it's extremely prevalent for for numerous reasons. And, you know, I, I try to kind of understand why rather than, get pissed off about it but obviously one gets pissed off but it's more and it's just ratcheting up and up and up and up year on year and it <laughs> to use those words you say you know it's it's di- it's difficult to find a, to catch a breath and I think this is when you see how quickly everybody was to uh, quick everybody was to, to to post the black tile or even post the three black tiles so their aesthetic was made I mean like fair enough fair dues, go for it. You know, I don't have any judgment on that at all, but like, I would say 80, 90% of the people I, f- I follow posted it. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to the fact that it's like, there's no space for breath and reflection. You know, you would have thought this pandemic was a chance, you know, yeah. obviously there's huge amounts of anxieties and there's loads of stresses going on, but you know, we could catch a breath. The system slowed down for all. Yeah. But this, I think this is, the, this is the point, though, that like capitalism is not just about money. Of course not, yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole form of subjectivity. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, you know, people call it the capitalist subject. You know, it's like yeah, if you're under yeah, exactly. capitalism. 
you know, you know how how well you do your self care is capitalism. How many hours you've rested <laughs> is capitalism. How yeah. many times you've washed your hands, you know. Yeah. So. Um, well, I felt. I don't know how have you felt because with all of this sort of like depressing. Uh, uh, characteristic of of the time um i have felt a little bit more inclined to start like writing again in a different way um so maybe i don't know i feel like in the last few years i've i've sort of made a shift from being primarily interested in art to being interested in politics and theory and all of that Maybe I just need to retreat. <laughs> I mean, personally, I, maybe I just need to retreat from the political and start. Uh, I don't know, just like focusing on art and uh, not in an activist way. Just yeah, just fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's funny because that 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 kind of position was one that I was more kind of imbued with. Maybe like yeah, in my early twenties, I was much more just like art, reading, poetry, not interested. I remember I, was at, uh, I worked at a school after I left university and um, there was this, I ran this film society and we had this director who'd made this, he used to be the editor of The Economist and he made this documentary and he came and I was sitting next to him at uh, a meal and he was like, oh, what do you think about UKIP? And I honestly was so, I just spent my time reading and watching books and like writing poems and making art and stuff. I was like, well, I, I just don't have an opinion because as I said, I do this, this and this. And then, you know, uh, my partner in life is sort of a philosopher. So maybe get more engaged in critical theory that way. But um, it felt more personal and felt like I, I really had to, you know, think more and delve more into philosophy and stuff. No, I know. Um, and it's important. But yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't know do if it. it's, yeah. And once you do it, I mean, maybe keep a balance between the two. I mean, at least yeah. that's the way that I yeah. that I feel. I mean, it's not like I'm going to stop. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. So I know it's going to be with I me, know. but maybe I, I feel like Tom McGowan like ruined my retreat. life. Sorry, what? <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like Tom McGowan ruined my life. Yeah, fuck you, Todd. Oh my God, what what have you done? <laughs> I know, it's like, like, can't, I can't unsee it now. I like, literally can't unsee it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think the world would be better if everybody did see it, but. Who, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it wouldn't. I mean, it's a thing of uh, like Freud and Jung being on the ferry mm -hmm. or or on a ship. I think like approaching New York, and they were they were almost about to arrive, and they were just like, "Oh yes, yeah, like they're happy that we're coming to to share with them sort of like what we have found psychoanalysis to be about." But they don't realize that we're bringing them the plague, and 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 it really does feel like that sometimes. It's just like. It's necessary, and maybe everybody should take a part in it, but it, it does feel like a sickness. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the, the trouble is, it's like to be, to be um, is it Kierkegaardian about it? Like, um, I have to say, having been one way, having been into Jung at one stage of my life, that, that's miserable. And being into Freud, that's miserable. Like nothing. Like I mean, I guess it's just like pick your poison. Like be, yeah. be, be. Bury your head in the sand. Believe in some utopia. Take yeah. action and realize it doesn't exist, and be depressed. 
school. Yeah, and the Kierkegaard thing is also like, it's not that reading these things or, or becoming politically aware like that brings you misery. It just allows you to see that you were already miserable. Exactly. And then that's the thing. It's just like, well, yeah, you just... And the, the the thing is that the, the, the technically the cure the allowing to I mean it's ordinary unhappiness versus suffering basically and there is a lot of suffering capitalism you know the capitalist subjectivity generates a lot of misery and there's a lot of self delusion that then ends up in potentially prolonged misery you know return of the repressed or, or whatever and you know you cannot um, really control your material surroundings in the, in a way that we we believe we can under capitalism but like. Yeah, or you just acknowledge that you're already miserable and then maybe use that as a rock bottom from which to build your life. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, that doesn't sell very well. I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't sell well. Like, what sells well under capitalism is the lie that things are going to be miraculously better one day. So yeah. at least there's that. Yeah, I know. It sucks. And you think uh, Trump is going to win again? Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, sure. who knows if there's another, if there's another, um, something else happens, another contingent thing. But I think the thing is as well, you know, I, I mean, in 2016, it seemed very clear from the very beginning that Trump was going to win. Mm-hmm. And it's because the world that is depicted in the media is not the real world. Yeah. There's Honestly, a, yeah. I I would rather Trump win than than Biden. Biden just makes me sick. I don't know. There's something about him that is just uh, you know, it's like similar to Clint to Hillary. Um, maybe people should just get more mad. <laughs> They're gonna lose their minds if when once Trump wins again, and maybe something can come out of that. Who knows? Yeah, maybe something can. I mean, I was like. Trump will win and then it'll be so such a shock that that something will really have to change and it's it's just got worse it's much worse than 20s I mean I think as well you know you're saying Adrian about really it being a time to maybe step back and just think about other things it's like I think it's not just the fact that thinking about this is bad it's that I think that the conditions are that bad like oh, yeah. in, t- in 2016 it was like oh they've 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 done the biggest Freudian slip of the century on their love trump's hate uh, Bill Placard, how hilarious! And now it's like, no, this isn't hilarious at all. This isn't hilarious at all. This is it. Should it was it's fast as fast then as tragedy. That's what it really feels like. Fast yeah. as fast then as tragedy. This is the tragedy. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And the, the thing is, as well, um, I think that a lot of people potentially who uh, see the see the political from from the same perspective as us have lay a particular blame with the quote unquote PMCs. Mm-hmm. I have to say I, I, I don't, although it's a, the woke stuff pisses me off enormously, but we have just gone through a second te- you know, industrial revolution. The anxiety yeah. that that generates, like we do not know where the dust is going to settle. And the first industrial revolution created huge monopolies, huge inequalities that had to be, you know, the markets had to be broken up and things had to change. So who, who knows, basically? Who knows yeah. where things will end up? But I yeah. think maybe because it was tech, it didn't feel like another industrial revolution. It didn't feel like something new. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it could happen. It's just like uh, Biden dies or drops out or just completely loses his mind. But even that, it's just like, uh, I don't think Bernie would come back. And we're just going to get, uh, uh, you know, predatory capitalist woman of color to be like the president. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, that predatory capitalist woman of color. Amazing. 
Yeah, that's what's I going mean, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna get a more a more like, the acceptable face of Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, I I really, really, I mean, Blade Runner, that 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 world of sort of like um, Southeast Asian state-controlled capitalism is a backdrop. Like, like, yeah. are we are we just literally heading towards that? Yeah, it's it's insane. I just want to end the episode and just spend time with the baby instead. Cute. That's the, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm gonna FaceTime my nephew and put these stupid animals on my face, and he's gonna say like, "Look, it's an octopus." That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we end it there? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right. Oh, God, I hope you're not feeling as miserable as we are. Yeah. <laughs> f- fuck you. No, I hope. Uh, well, not you, but fuck you, listener. I, I hope you're even more miserable than I am. It's the only thing that'll make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to find me and spend the weekend trying to find something to make myself feel better. Something, yeah. something, anything, please. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye.